Hello and thanks for listening to our podcast Institutional Insights second episode discussing pandemic reinsurance and how it can help businesses with their risk management strategies. Today I welcome Mike Walsh Chief Financial Officer and Tom Alt Chief Business Development Officer from our reinsurance business in Bermuda and they'll be talking us about the life reinsurance market. Tom, can you start just by giving us a quick introduction and telling our audience a bit about what your role entails? Of course. Thanks, Paige. My name is uh, Tom Alt, as you mentioned. I am the Chief Business Development Officer at Legal and General Re. And so in that role, I'm responsible for new business strategy, uh, looking at really uh, our, our global uh, markets, which includes all the markets in the world, really, except for the US and UK. And I'm Mike Walsh, and I'm the CFO at LNG Re, and I'm responsible for the performance and management of LNG Re's £19 billion balance sheet. And thanks very much for inviting us along today. Thanks both. And not to taunt our audience, but what's the current weather in Bermuda? I'm imagining sunshine and bright blue skies, but is that the case? <laughs> I wish, I wish. No, it's actually quite cool for today. It's a windy day. I have my my, my sweatshirt on and my, my track pants, but I realise it's definitely warmer than probably the UK and US. So. <laughs> I was going to say we're still in scarf and um, hat weather here. Yeah, I, th- I think Tom and I have probably been here too long now because I'm I'm wearing a jumper as well, even though it's probably 16 degrees outside. Great. You've, you've properly acclimatised then to the environment. So uh, for those who are unfamiliar about the life reinsurance market, can you give us a brief overview of this market and what LGRE's focus is and how that fits in with our institutional retirement business and our PRT business? Yes, of course. Reinsurance is the insurance of insurance. So effectively what it is, is insurance companies looking to either reduce volatility or reduce the risk themselves on their balance sheets. And, and through reinsurance, they're able to do that. Uh, as a life reinsurer, we're focused on the life industry. So we're providing that uh, support to uh, life insurance companies uh, around the world. What life reinsurance means in the market is actually quite broad. It, covers from supporting longevity and mortality business all all the way through to what we focus on which is what I would call asset intensive reinsurance which is where we're reinsuring both the financial risk and the demographic risks uh, of blocks of business. This market is, is, is really quite active at the moment and growing partly driven because of the the growing volatility in the world around the world and and insurers looking to look for risk management solutions, but also because of the growth of PRT type solutions, not just in the UK and US, but around the world and and the market is just growing everywhere. So our focus and our focus in particular is much like it is for the uh, retirement business in the UK, where we we really are looking at PRT and PRT type business. So our roots are obviously in the UK and US PRT markets, but at LNG, we, we, we really cover all the other markets. So we have partnerships with insurers and countries where where those countries also have DB markets and where insurance solutions can be sought. So what we're able to do is really bring the LNG PRT expertise from the UK and from the US into those other global markets. The markets we focus on are primarily the Canadian, Dutch and Irish markets because they all have 
a DB framework that looks and feels a bit like the UK. But really, we speak to partners in many countries and it can go every week. There seems to be someone new that we're talking to in a different country and it's just very exciting. You realize that de-risking isn't really just something that a phenomenon that, that's UK based. It, it's something that really everyone around the world is looking to do and, and to de-risk in some ways. And, and we're there to help and, and provide those solutions. And just to add to what Tom said there, PRT is a big focus for us, though we, we do also provide term assurance. And, and this is a product where individuals receive a payout if they die by a certain date. So it's typically taken out by younger lives, people in their 30s, 40s, 50s. But the relevance to PRT, which is quite neat, is that it's it's like the reverse of a pension. So if you think about what might happen if life expectancies go up, say a cure for cancer with the PRT product we'll be paying pensions for longer and that has a financial impact but on the flip side for the the term assurance policies we won't be expecting to pay out as many so we get a gain there so effectively because that works in both ways as well you know vice versa if life expectancies go down or we're in a pandemic it just means we've got a bit more stability and resilience in our balance sheet which ultimately improves security and can lead to better pricing as well a natural hedge then between the two Exactly. And and it's it's not a perfect hedge because you've got different ages. They're older people for pensioners, but it's it's a it's a very useful hedge. Great. Thanks both. And since the, the widespread of COVID last year, businesses of all types are facing a new set of risks on top of the risks that they faced beforehand. With that, we've seen reinsurers provide a new offering coined pandemic reinsurance. Can you talk a bit about what that entails and how it can be used? Yeah, absolutely. So this is protection against the risk of a large number of policyholders dying due to a pandemic. And, and actually, it's one of the tools we use within LNG Re to, to manage risk and, again, you know, protect the balance sheet. So the way it typically works is that you would agree a threshold with a group of reinsurers, and that would be a number of deaths that if over a year you exceed that level, those reinsurers will start to, to pay towards the claims. So in simple terms, then, it effectively means that the client's policyholders still get paid, but the impact to us if we took out that policy would be um, reduced and mitigated. So it just puts a cap on on how much we might have to pay out during a pandemic. So just to, to illustrate it with an example, then, if in a typical year we thought we might see 1,000 deaths, we might agree a threshold with a group of reinsurers of, say, 1,500, so 150% of our expectation. And then if the deaths do go above that threshold, for every death above that, the reinsurers are paying us exactly what we need to pay out to, to the policyholders. And within that product, are you seeing a lot of demand for it? And do you expect, I suppose, that demand to, to grow, especially into 2021? Yes, and it's an interesting question that. So we actually have, so we don't, we don't provide this reinsurance. We actually use this reinsurance ourselves to protect our, our balance sheet. So we did take this out in 2019 and there were a lot of reinsurers at the time that were offering it at the moment with the pandemic of course those those reinsurers are reflecting on exactly what their pricing should look like there's a, a lot of uncertainty out there so i i think it's a product that's going to continue to evolve and develop over the the rest of this year and into next year and, and one that could evolve and change further but we were very fortunate that we we actually got in before covid19 and, and managed to to put it in place at that point in time, which you know really came down to the fact that we've been looking at this for a number of years, and 
and so, so I think basically to go back to your question page, I, th I think there, there could be some changes to the product. It's not as available right now because a lot of reinsurers are just taking stock and pausing and reflecting on how they might make changes given the current environment. Thanks, Mike. You mentioned that we put this actually in place before COVID hit. Was this the transaction that you won the Life Transaction of the Year Award and, and it was the adverse mortality stop loss cover that I think was executed in, in December 2019? Yeah, that, that that's absolutely right. So the first thing to say then, so you, you mentioned adverse mortality stop loss, that that is just a type of pandemic reinsurance. So, so it's ex exactly what we've just been discussing. So yeah, we did we did win an award for putting that in place, which we're, we're very proud of. And really, the reason we started looking at this, because it all comes back to our philosophy of risk management that, that we have here in LNG RE and also, also across the whole group, which is ensuring we have sufficient protection for our policyholders. And so we started looking at this in 2018 and the main reason why really is that we have these term assurance policies and during a pandemic we could see not just a large number of deaths but a large number of deaths over a short time frame which, which obviously could mean many millions of, of pounds or dollars being paid out the door and although we have a huge pool of assets to meet those claims we're expecting that in a pandemic there was likely to be a lot of market volatility and what we didn't want to do was have to sell assets in depressed markets destroy value which ultimately should be there for the long term for the remaining policyholders and and that is exactly what we've seen with covid-19 so we began a process to actually execute in late 2019 and we did sign a deal on Christmas Eve on 2019. And when I signed it, I was not aware of the fact that COVID-19 was already here and starting to spread around the world. So whilst the timing wasn't based on any specific insight into an emerging pandemic, it, it was our robust risk mitigation and planning process, which ensured that we were prepared and able to protect our policyholders. And I think it was Arnold Palmer, the famous golfer, who who said the more he practices, the luckier he gets. And I think that that really does have quite a lot of relevance here. You know, preparation was key. And, and I think the other thing worth mentioning as well, actually, is that there are other ways of mitigating risk, even with this. So we we didn't just execute with one reinsurer. We, we executed with multiple reinsurers. And that that gives us the extra comfort that if any of those get into difficulty due to a pandemic, then we have other reinsurers there as well that are involved to to support us with those claims. So, um, so the award we won then, back to your question, um, it was jointly with Aon, who were our broker through the process, just recognised the structure that we'd implemented and, and the relevance really because of course COVID-19 was, was a new thing at the time and, and, and it was very relevant and we'd, we'd just managed to get in before, before the world went a bit crazy. Congrats on the award. I'm sure Christmas Eve 2019 was a very busy one. It really is a great example of how insurance comes into its own. Not many would have anticipated the pandemic and how it engulfed the world. But like you said, having this additional insurance in place meant that members' benefits are protected for years to come. So in both of your roles, you're closely analysing risks and looking ahead to this year and beyond, what do you believe are the main risks and challenges companies face in 2021 and how best can these types of companies prepare? Thanks Paige. It's really hard to answer that question really without mentioning COVID. I, I think if we'd asked that question a year ago or two years ago, probably my answer would be very different and probably the, the world looks very different. But, but in our particular roles, we're also very lucky because we're speaking to people around the world 
uh, in different countries and different markets and different positions. And I think what we realized is that the risks and challenges that everybody is facing in, in 2021 is different to what it was in 2020 and, and the challenges uh, that people are exposed to uh, and facing through COVID uh, are, are very similar. So you, you can speak to someone in the Canadian market and companies in the Canadian market and they're having and facing similar issues to the people who are, who are working in the Irish or, or US or UK markets. So that's that's definitely a preface to anything we're thinking about for 2021. What's particularly interesting that happened in 2020 was the huge amount of market volatility we saw. So that market volatility, both the huge dip and the volatility in the market around March, April time where, where markets dipped, but then also the huge recovery. I, I think that's probably where it's most relevant for us and most relevant for the people that we're working with as we go into to future years. The countries we work in have not always been as focused on risk management, especially in pension plans, as maybe they are in the UK and sponsors aren't always as sophisticated uh, as UK-based pension plans, which means that often pension plans may have seen large swings in funded position during 2020, both negatively and then coming back as, as the markets recovered. There probably was also a, a realization that at times as a sponsor, you can't actually do anything because the markets have frozen in some way or, or another. So what I think that almost a wake up call has happened where you had big dips in your funding position and those funding recovered, I would expect to, to mean that there's a much more, a much more significant increase in focus in risk management. So pension plans in the UK are often um, sophisticated, have, have good de-risking processes in place. Uh, what I would expect in other countries is that, that there's more of a trend towards that. And so with markets now back to normal or what may be considered normal, I would expect there to be more pension de-risking and more resettlement, in fact. And so from our perspective, uh, where we're looking at PRT and PRT around the world, I expect there just to be more as, as more people look to do, take less risk within their pension plans, take less risk on their balance sheet, not just within maybe their major markets of say the UK or US, but also at some of their periphery markets. What that means is that uh, we see more and more opportunities for, for pension plan sponsors to de-risk and de-risk almost on a global basis. We, we only saw recently Bonix who, who did a transaction in the UK and US, and, and we see that trend of sponsors looking to take risk off, to de-risk in different countries and, and, and across a broader range of countries. And, and I think that's where we're positioned to help and, and help companies uh, as they look for that into 2021 and beyond. So we saw uh, quite a lot of volatility in the financial markets last year when the pandemic initially hit. Can you elaborate how the insurance market has been affected and do you think this will change the insurance market permanently um, on a long term basis? When I think of the impact the COVID has had on the market, I mean, I think there's obviously a huge amount of volatility that pension plan sponsors and insurers have had to face. But I think if I look at it in a different way, it's it's probably truly changed the way that, that we work and, and the way that we work together. And I would never have imagined 12 months ago that I would be comfortable speaking with partners around the world as if I am in the team. So it really has probably made the world just that little bit smaller and the technology we have available to us and we're able to take advantage of is huge for organizations and organizations looking for de-risking solutions is that local isn't always the only option available there really is if, if you can talk to your 
peers in in the Canadian market or the Dutch market or the Irish market, just like you can your neighbor or the other people in your team, then it, that I suspect it's going to make opportunities even more global and, and lead to, to truly global transactions and, and pension plan sponsors looking at things on a global basis, not a local basis. We do have to reflect though that that, that was a real impact on on people and I think that will take a while to to work its way out as we, as we get back to a, a normal or, or whatever that normal may be in the future. When we actually look at specifically the markets that we operate, 2020 PRT markets were definitely impacted. For example, the Canadian PRT market had a record year in 2019, but only saw a fraction of that activity in the first nine months, really because both plan sponsors had other things to, to think about that were probably more important than their pension plans, but also that the markets themselves were, were not in a position to be able to transact. What that means is is that there really was, uh, I think, there's some pent up demand with pension plan sponsors or, or sponsors around the world who are, weren't able to do things in 2020 that will want to do things in 2021 and, and future years, but also with that renewed focus on risk management, I think pension plan sponsors that, or insurers that were comfortable with the risk may not be in the future. And I think being able to provide the full range of solutions, not just in the UK, but in, in other markets, it is something that, that is going to lead to market changes. And those market changes will be probably permanent. Just to add to that as well, when we think about trends, one thing that COVID-19 has done is really magnified the levels of inequality that, that already existed in societies around the globe, but it's just had that disproportionate impact on those who are, are less well off. So that's something that I think us as a reinsurer and and uh, and insurers as well out there have to really really think about so and and i mean it's something as well that we have been thinking about for some time even before covid so in the markets in which we we do operate we we aim to address this in part through what we call inclusive capitalism and, and this is a way of of having capitalism that improves everyone's life by boosting the economy from the ground up and it's sharing success with all parties so investors customers wider society. And the way we're doing it is by investing in long-term assets. So ranging from housing to renewable energy. So I think really then in terms of trends, what, what's happened over the last year has just shown that it's even more important now that firms with significant amounts of long-term capital like insurers and reinsurers do actually allocate that capital to the greater good of society. So this is a trend I'm expecting to see and, and well, I'm hoping to see and expect to see and one that definitely LNG Re and LNG Group will be pushing forward. And I suppose it's even more important now in a post-pandemic environment as the global economy starts to recover. So I'm sure we'll see a lot more um, inclusive capitalism projects and long-term money being invested into these types of assets. That's all we've got time for today. Thank you, Tom and Mike, for giving us a real insight into the insurance uh, and reinsurance market. It'll be interesting to see how companies manage their risks in 2021 and, and going forward and what their approach will be. Thanks again for listening to our second episode of the series. You can subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening and goodbye. 